Welcome to Zichud Avsi, my name is Ram Goldai, and today we're going to talk about Daf Kuf Gimel, the 12th parak, Mitzvah Chalitza. So the three types we're going to focus on, number one, the Mishnah Daf Kuf Alf Amadav stated, if the Yavam removed the shoe, mina arkuva lomata kashera, from the knee downward, the Chalitza is valid, mina arkuva lomala pasula, from the knee and above, it's an invalid Chalitza. This indicates that even though the word regal literally means foot, it can be understood to also refer to the leg. The more contrasts this with the Bryce that taught regarding the regalim, that regalim prat labali kabin, that the word regalim is coming to exclude people with wooden feet from the mitzvah of alil regal. Since people with wooden feet have legs, and yet they are excluded from the mitzvah, this implies that the term regal does not refer to legs. The Gemara answers that it's different here, since it's written, she shall remove his shoe me'al from upon his foot. From upon can also be understood to mean from above his foot, referring to his leg. When the Gemara suggests then that the chalitza should be valid even when the shoe is removed from his thigh, it answers that the Torah states me'al, from upon his foot, to mean his lower leg, lo ma'al de ma'al, but it's not valid when it's removed from upon that which is upon his foot, meaning the upper leg. Pointing to Rav Yochanan said, referring to the incident of Yal and Sisva, Sheva bi'ilas ba'al osa rasha ba'osa yom. That Russia performed seven acts of relations with her on that day, which Rav Yochanan bases on the Pasuk. The Gemara asked why she was praised for her actions when she derived pleasure from the transgression, and Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Shim ben Yochai, Kol tovatun shel rishaim rahu etzol tzaddikim. All good to be had from the rishaim is bad for the tzaddikim. For it was that a Kosh Baruch Hu told Ravan not to speak to Yaakov either good or bad. The Gemara says that it's understandable that even Ravan's good talk would be bad for Yaakov, for perhaps he would mention the name of Anavodah but ask what bad is there that occurred to Yael? It answers the Kashadi Bazuhuma, that he cast impurity into her. Rabbi Yochanan said that the moment the Nachash seduced Chava, it cast impurity into her. Yisrael Sha'amdu Arsinai Pasca Zuhuma son. When Kaisal stood at Arsinai, their impurity was stopped and they returned to the original pure state. The impurity was not stopped from the idolaters and that is what was cast into Yael. And pointing with you, Rapapi said in the name of Rava, one may not do chalitza with a sandal muskar, a shoe, that was confined due to the possibility that it has saras, but if one did, the chalitza is valid. With a sandal muchat, a sandal that has been confirmed to have saras, chalitza is a pasua, the chalitza is invalid. Rush explains that since the shoe must be burned, it's considered already pulverized, which means that the shoe is viewed as lacking the minimal size required for chalitza. Rapapa said in the name that if one did a chalitza with a sandal muchat, the chalitza is still valid. The Gemara challenges were puppy from a mission that teaches that a Baisa Muskar, a house confirmed as having Saras, transmits Tuma to a person when he walks into it. If the house that's going to be burned is viewed as if it's already pulverized, there is no house that the person is walking into. The Gemara answers that it's different here because the Pusik states, Manatzatzatzabais, and he shall demolish the house. Even at the time of being destroyed, it's still called a house. Therefore, the one who enters it becomes Tameh. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah Daf Kuf Alf Amadav stated, if the Yavama removed the shoe, mina arkuva lomata kashera, from the knee downward, the chalitza is valid. Mina arkuva lomala pasua, from the knee and above, it's an invalid chalitza. This indicates that even though the word regal literally means foot, it can be understood to also refer to the leg. The more contrasts this with the Bryce that taught regarding the regalim, that regalim prat labali kabin, that the word regalim is coming to exclude people with wooden feet from the mitzvah of alil regal. Since people with wooden feet have legs, and yet they are excluded from the mitzvah, this implies that the term regal does not refer to legs. The Gemara answers that it's different here, since it's written, she shall remove his shoe me'al from upon his foot. From upon can also be understood to mean from above his foot, referring to his leg. 
When the Gemara suggests then that the chalitza should be valid, even when the shoe is removed from his thigh, it answers that the Torah states me'al, from upon his foot, to mean his lower leg, lo ma'al de ma'al, but it's not valid when it's removed from upon that which is upon his foot, meaning the upper leg. Pointing to Rav Yochanan said, referring to the incident of Yal and Sisva, Sheva bi'ilas ba'al osa rasha ba'osa yom. That Russia performed seven acts of relations with her on that day, which Rav Yochanan bases on the Pasek. The Gemara asked why she was praised for her actions when she derived pleasure from the transgression, and Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Shim ben Yochai, Kol Tavatun Shel Rishaim Rahu Eitzel Tzadikim. All good to be had from the Rishaim is bad for the Tzadikim. For it was that Akash Baruch Hu told Lavan not to speak to Yaakov either good or bad. The Gemara says that it's understandable that even Lavan's good talk would be bad for Yaakov, for perhaps he would mention the name of an Zorah, but asked what bad is there that occurred to Yael? It answers the Kashadi Bazahuma, that he cast impurity into her. Rabbi Yochanan said that the moment the Nachash seduced Chava, it cast impurity into her. Yisrael Sha'amdu Harsinai Paska Zuhuma son. When Kaisal stood at Harsinai, their impurity was stopped and they returned to the original pure state. The impurity was not stopped from the idolaters and that is what was cast into Yael. And pointing with you, Rapapi said in the name of Rava, one may not do chalitza with a sandal muskar, a shoe, that was confined due to the possibility that it has saras, but if one did, the chalitza is valid. With a sandal muchat, a sandal that has been confirmed to have saras, chalitza is a pasua, the chalitza is invalid. Rush explains that since the shoe must be burned, it's considered already pulverized, which means that the shoe is viewed as lacking the minimal size required for chalitza. Rapapa said in the name of Rabba that if one did a chalitza with a sandal muchat, the chalitza is still valid. The Gemara challenges Rapapi from a mission that teaches that Abayas HaMuskar, a house confirmed as having Saras, transmits Tuma to a person when he walks into it. If the house that's going to be burned is viewed as if it's already pulverized, there is no house that the person is walking into. The Gemara answers that it's different here because the Pusik states, Manatzat says Abayas, and he shall demolish the house. Even at the time of being destroyed, it's still called a house. Therefore, the one who enters it becomes Tameh. All right, so now we go to our Simon Daf Kuf Gimel, and our standard Simon is a Yerushalmi Kugel. A Yerushalmi Kugel. So here goes. The amputee Yavam, who put a large Yerushalmi Kugel on his lap to ensure the Chalitza's shoot would only go on his lower leg, told the Yavam and named Yael, standing next to a snake, that she cannot use the Sandal Muchat from the house with Saras because it's considered already pulverized. Once again, it's slow motion. The amputee Yavam, who put a large Yerushalmi Kugel on his lap, Yerushalmi Kugel, that must mean we're on Duff. Kuf Gimel. The amputee Yavam, who put a large Yerushalmi Kugel on his lap to ensure the Chalitza's shoe would only go on his lower leg, which reminds the Mishnah Daf Kufa of Amad Av stated that if Yavama removed the shoe, Minar Kuvalamata Kashera, from the knee downward, the Chalitza is valid. Minar Kuvalamala Basua, from the knee and above, it's an invalid Chalitza. This indicates that even though the word regal literally means foot, it can be understood to also refer to the leg. So the amputee Yavam, who put a large Yerushalmi Kugel on his lap to ensure the Chalitza's shoe would only go on his lower leg, told the Yavama named Yael, standing next to a snake, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan said, referring to the incident of Yael and Sisra, Sheba be'ilas ba osa rasha ba'osa yom, that rasha performed seven acts of relations with her on that day. The Gemara explains the Kashadi Bezuhuma, that he cast impurity into her. Rabbi Yochanan said that the moment the Nachash seduced Chava, it cast impurity into her. Yisrael Shamdu Har Sinai, Pascha Zuhuma son, when Kaisal stood at Har Sinai, their impurity was stopped and they returned to the original pure state. The impurity was not stopped from the idolaters, and that is what was cast into Yael.
So the amputee Yabam would put a large Yerushalmi Kugel on his lap to ensure the Chalitza shoe would only go on his lower leg, told the Yabama named Yael, standing next to a snake, that she could not use the Sandal Mucha from the house with Saras because it's considered already pulverized. Which reminds us, Rapapi said in the name of Rabba Mwami not do chalitza with a sandal muskar, a shoe that was confined due to the possibility that it has saras, but if one did, the chalitza is valid. With the sandal muchar, a sandal that has been confirmed to have saras, chalitza is a pasula, the chalitza is invalid. Rashi explains that since the shoe must be burned, it's considered already pulverized, which means that the shoe is viewed as lacking the minimal size required for chalitza. Rapapa said in the name of Rabba that if one did a chalitza with a sandal muchar, the chalitza is still valid. So once again, the amputee Yavam, who put a large Yerushalmi kugel on his lap to ensure the chalitza shoe would only go on his lower leg, told the Yavama named Yael, standing next to a snake, that she cannot use the sandal muchat from the house with saras because it's considered already pulverized. All right, now it's time for four blabat chazara. Davt Tess. So the similar Davt Tess is a cheetah. So here goes. The husband and wife start to use five different colored cheetah skins. Cheetah skins? That must be on Davt Tess. Cheetah. The husband and wife start to use five different colored cheetah skins to distinguish their five different types of children, which reminds us that it was taught in Hebraism, a man and a woman can sometimes beget children belonging to five different genealogical categories, an idolater, a ger, an evet, a mumzer, and a yisrael. The Gemara proceeds how this is so, beginning when a Jew purchased a non-Jewish evet and a shivcha from the market, meaning from a non-Jew, and they had two sons who were born to them previously. So the husband and wife start to use five different colored cheetah skins to distinguish their five different types of children. After their neighbor's child got mixed up with their daughter-in-law's son, which reminds us, the next mission states that if a woman's child became mixed with their daughter-in-law's child, and the children grow up, get married, and then die childless, any one of the surviving definite sons of the daughter-in-law perform chalitz with the two widows, but do not take them in Yibum. Because there's a suffix of each widow, might be the brother's wife, who is permitted to them, or their father's brother's wife, who is forbidden to them. But the surviving definite sons of the elder woman may either do chalitza or yibum, because there's a suffix whether each widow is their brother's wife, or perhaps their brother's son's wife, both of whom are permitted. So, the husband and wife start to use five different colored cheetah skins to distinguish their five different types of children. After their neighbor's child got mixed up with their daughter-in-law's son, and the Cohen's wife child got mixed up with their shivcha's son, forcing them to go together to get truma, as one. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, The child of a Cohen's wife got mixed with the child of her shivcha, and it's not known whose child belongs to whom. They may both eat truma, but they receive one portion of a truma at the granary, which the Gemara explains means that they receive a portion of truma at the granary when they come as one. The mission is in accordance with the who taught in Choking Trumal Evid Elin Ken Rabo Imo. One does not distribute Truma to an Evid unless his master is with him. Therefore, neither the child may come alone as they might be an Evid. The Gemara explains that where Rabbi Yehuda lived, they would elevate someone from the status of those to whom Truma may be given to the status of one who has the correct Yuchus, meaning pure Kohanim. Therefore, he didn't allow Truma to be given to an Evid. Daf Kuf. So the same Daf Kuf is a monkey. So here goes. The monkey, monkey, that must be around Daf. Kuf. 
The monkey was trained at the granary to assist women first, to save them from disgrace, which reminds us, the Gemara explains that a Braisa was saying, in a place where we distribute Maiso Ani, which is given both to men and women, we give the woman first because of the disgrace that the woman would face for having to wait for her turn among a crowd of men. So the monkey was trained at the granary to assist women first, to save them from disgrace, was so fascinated by Safakonu brought a mincha that was both subject to Kamitsa and not eaten, which reminds us that the Mishnah Daf Tzadi Tes Amabe stated that in a case where Kohn's wife's son got mixed with her Shifcha's son, we put on each of the questionable Kohanim the Chumras of Kohanim and the Chumras of Yisraelim. The Gemara here asks what this is referring to, and Rapapa said, It was taught regarding the voluntary Mincha offerings, It's subject to Kemitz like a Yisrael's Mincha, but it's not eaten like a Kohan's Mincha. How is this done? The Komas is offered on the Mizbeach alone, and then the Shiraim are offered on the Mizbeach alone. So the monkey was trained at the granary to assist women first, to save them from disgrace, was so fascinated by Sefa Kohn who brought a Mincha that was both subject to Kamitsa and not eaten, that he hired himself out to the Sefa Kohn to help him sell Truma and keep the proceeds. Which reminds us, the next mission brings different cases related to when a woman did not wait three months after separating from her husband, she married someone else, gave birth to a male, and it's not known if the child is the nine-month-old child of the first husband or the seventh-month-old son of the second husband. If one husband was a Kohen and the other a Yisrael, he may not eat truma, but if he did, he doesn't pay the principal and the additional fifth. He may not receive truma at the granary, but he may sell to a Kohen the truma he separates and keep the proceeds. Daf Kufalov. So the Zimur Daf Kufalov is a bird caller going, ka, ka. At the bird caller competition, bird caller competition, that must be more Daf Kuvalov, Kaw Kaw. At the bird caller competition, the reigning champ attempted to call out Kaw Kaw to provoke a little chick to strike two roosters at once, which reminds us the Gemara continues discussing the implications of a child where there is a suffolk, which of two men is his real father? It was taught in a brisa. He kazeb, he kazeb, if he struck this one and then struck that one, or he cursed this one, and then cursed that one, or he cursed them babasachas at the same time, or he hit them at the same time, he's chayb misa, for, for one of them is certainly his father. Rabbi Yudah says, babasachas chayb bezeh, chazeb, pater, if he strikes him simultaneously, he's chayb, but if he does so one after the other, he's pater, Rashi explains that according to Rabbi Yehuda, there were two warnings, and each one is a hasra safak, an uncertain warning, and therefore he's pater. The Tanakama, however, holds that hasra safak an uncertain warning is considered a valid warning since it's clear in the end even though the two men were struck at separate times that a capital offense has been committed the Gemara brings another bracer that Rebuto holds that even Achas, even at the same time he would be Pater so at the bird collar competition the reigning champ attempted to call out Ka Ka to provoke a little chick to strike two roosters at once while a panel of laymen judges read out the instructions which reminds us of the opening mission of the 12th parak states the mitzvah of is performed before a panel of three judges, and even if all three are laymen. The Gemara explains that this means that even though they can be laymen, that we require three laymen who know how to dictate to the Yavim Yavama the psukim they must recite, like judges. So, at the bird collar competition, the reigning champ attempted to call it Ka Ka to provoke a little chick to strike two roosters at once while a panel of laymen judges read out the instructions and watched carefully to see if spittle would issue from his mouth. Which reminds Gemur comes to reject the source that was brought from Yehuda that laymen are valid for the Pasuk of Le'ene is required for what Ravata, that the judges must see the spittle coming from the mouth of the Yavama when she spits before the Yavam. As the Pasuk states, Le'ne ha'zekenim ve'yarka, to the eyes of the elders and she shall spit. 
the Gemara concludes that Rabbi Yudah's source is derived from where the Pasuk says Yisrael, which implies Yisrael Koldu, any member of Yisrael may oversee a Chalitza. Dav Kuf Beis. So the Sim Dav Kuf Beis is a cave. So here goes. The three Gerim sitting in a cave. Cave? That must be more in Dav Kuf Beis. The three Gerim sitting in a cave, judging other Gerim, which reminds us, Rav has said, Ger Danis Chavero Devar Torah. Ger can judge his fellow Ger according to Torah laws. As stated, Som Tasim Alecha Melch, Ashayivcha Hashem Alkechabo, you shall surely place over yourself a king whom Hashem, your God, will choose. From the midst of your brothers shall you place over yourself a king. This implies that it is only over yourself, meaning born Jews, that we require a king to be someone who is from the midst of your brothers. But a ger can judge his fellow ger. So the three gerim sitting in a cave, judging other gerim, heard a commotion in the next cave, when he saw judges instructing the Yavama to remove the shoe, which reminds us, Rav Kahana said to Shmuel, from what source we know that the term chalitza used in the Pasuk of she shall perform chalitza with the shoe upon his foot means removal. We seem to derive its meaning from the Pasuk about Saras on a house. And they shall remove the stones that contain the affliction. So the three Gerim sitting in a cave judging other Gerim heard a commotion in the next cave when he saw judges instructing the Yavama to remove the shoe, discovered the Yavam was wearing a sock, which reminds us the Mishnah stated, If Chalitza was performed with a sock, her Chalitza is invalid. The Gemara infers that a sock is not a shoe. This was learned as well in a Mishnah in Shkali. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgol Nezikhu wishing you a great day and great learning.